And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. You know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, 866-90-RED-EYE. I'm Gary McNamara. He's Eric Harley. He has the morning off. I do not, but he returns for Sunday night. Monday morning show, and boy, it's going to be going to have some fun being able to get together and discuss all of uh, this. First out of the box, we'll discuss the fact that uh, Trump announced yesterday that uh, he will be indicted uh, uh, for uh, the classified documents uh, situation. Here is uh, constitutional law professor Jonathan Turley on the situation. The mishandling of documents is the one that uh, is going to be the most interesting reading because Joe Biden mishandled documents in multiple locations for a much longer period of time. And, and lastly, d- in terms of obstruction, don't you have to prove intent? Wasn't it always about intent? Where, where would the intent be here? Yeah, that's why we got to look at what's in this indictment to indicate how they're going to prove that point. There have been all types of leaks coming out, uh, but you're absolutely right. Uh, This can't just be a legal dispute uh, over who gets to hold these documents under the Presidential Records Act. It's going to have to be something more than that. And we'll see if that's in the indictment. Interesting to see. And again, there's a lot of speculation because nobody actually knows what's in the indictment uh, yet. Andrew McCarthy, uh, uh, who wrote the book Ball of Collusion, uh, wrote about it in National Review yesterday, talked about the Washington Post and New York Times, also indicated sources that uh, Trump uh, has been indicted on seven felony counts. The indictment obtained by special counsel Jack Smith. Uh, As he said, uh, the most notable thing that he's seen is charging Trump with the Espionage Act offense. Prosecutors are relying on a provision that criminalizes willful violations of the rules that government officials are required to follow in handling national defense intelligence. This seems like an obvious effort to distinguish Trump's alleged crime from President Biden's mishandling of classified documents with the White House uh, and the media democratic complex, he writes, described as inadvertent. Now, you can't say the same for Hillary Clinton. We know that was premeditated and calculated to put the server in uh, her home. 
the result, just alone itself, looking at the Hillary Clinton without even getting to Biden yet, because we don't know a lot about Biden. We know everything about Hillary, and we know just comparing it to Hillary, there's no way you can look at this as a neutral observer and say there isn't a two-tier justice system. By the way, the Department of Justice looked at Hillary and the way that they're looking at uh, uh, Trump uh, here from what we know. Uh, but um, uh, they said no one who has been following uh, uh, the analysis, his analysis, this is, uh, this is uh, Andrew McCarthy, will be surprised to heard that Trump is reportedly charged with conspiracy to obstruct justice. He said, what intrigues me about the allegations is that it takes two to tango. One can't conspire alone. To have conspired to obstruct justice, it's not just obstruction of justice, it's a conspiracy to obstruct justice. Prosecutors would have to prove that Trump had at least one co-conspirator who knowingly agreed to obstruct the government's investigations. At this point, it's not clear with whom Smith alleges Trump conspired. When the indictment is made public, perhaps it will shed light on the question. Trump is said to be charged with making false statements. He said, as I previously related, one theory uh, the special counsel appears to be pressing is that Trump is responsible for a false sworn statement his lawyers conveyed to the FBI for transmission to the grand jury on June 3rd, 2022. At that time, lawyers represented that a thorough search of Mar-a-Lago had been conducted and that 38 documents bearing classification markings that uh, they were surrendering that day were the only ones in Trump's possession. At that point, the government continued to investigate and develop evidence that Trump was still uh, uh, holding on to documents marked classified. As a result, prosecutors sought and obtained a search warrant on Mar at uh, Mar-a-Lago on August 5th, 2022. Three days later, the FBI searched the premises. Under the federal uh, aiding and abetting statute, a principal is responsible for criminal acts of his agents, including false statements, if he caused, counseled, or commanded their commission. Most interesting, though, are reports that Trump is charged with willfully retaining national defense information. We can't be sure until we've seen the indictment, but it appears that it refers to the Espionage Act and a Section D and maybe a Section F, which states whoever lawfully having possession of access control over or being entrusted with any document relating to the national defense or information relating to national defense, which information the possessor has reason to believe could used to the injury of the United States or to the advantage of any foreign nations, willfully retains the same and fails to deliver it on demand to the officer or employee of the United States entitled to receive it, is guilty of a crime punishable by up to 10 years imprisonment. Subsection D sets forth a more serious offense than the provision that usually applies to government officials who mishandle classified information. That provision, subsection uh, F, makes it a crime for officials trusted with national defense intelligence to exhibit uh, gross negligence in mishandling it by removing it from safekeeping, by retaining it in an unauthorized place, or by exposing it to an authorized person, or be al uh, allowing it to be lost, stolen, or destroyed. Subsection F would obviously be applicable to the misconduct of President Biden, who was entrusted with classified information and, at a minimum, caused it to be removed from safekeeping and stored in unauthorized locations. 
if Trump uh, were start charged with the violation of subsection F, it would raise questions of why Biden has not been charged with that offense. The strategy of the Biden administration and its special counsel then seems to be to allege that Trump committed a willful offense that puts him in a different, more egregious category than Biden's conduct and to pretend in connection with Biden as the Obama-Biden Justice Department pretended in connection with the Hillary email scandal that it is not a felony for government officials to be grossly negligent in mishandling classified information and to pretend that willfulness or some intent to harm the United States is an essential element of the offense. He said, in any event, these are preliminary uh, observations. And uh, again, until we you see the indictment, it's tough to really do any type of, I think, detailed uh, analysis uh, on it. So uh, that's what we're dealing with. That's what we're dealing with here at uh, the moment. And um, the one thing that you know we look at is when you look at Biden, he had documents that went all the way back to his Senate. So he was mishandling, as Jonathan Turley said, documents for decades. Not one instance, because this is technically one instance. You had a set of documents that you took. These are documents that, you know, that he classified documents from all the way that he was back in the Senate. They were in numerous locations. And as we know, the one concern that Comer has talked about, this is James Comer, in his uh, looking into the corruption of the Biden family, is his statement that he made that they believe that one of the documents that was at the house that was separate and out of a file means somebody was looking at that one specifically uh, had to do with Ukraine and possible business interests in Ukraine. And after what came out yesterday about Biden, does that tie it all together? Because if you can tie a secret document that was used for a bribe, well, that's a completely different ball game. And when you look at Hillary Clinton, as we have said, because they seem to be talking about willfulness or intent, but what one must remember that in the Hillary Clinton uh, debacle, she, in a premeditated way, put a server outside of the closed system in her house to do what? To avoid the Freedom of Information Act. That's breaking the law. She didn't want the government to see as an official uh person in government, Secretary of State, she didn't want a record of what was on her server. That's in violation of the Freedom of Information Act. So if willfulness is the reason that you go after Trump, then what you're saying is willfulness, because nobody can figure out, and as of right now, what the criminal intent was of Trump having those documents. You can figure out the criminal intent of Hillary. We also know that Hillary, on subpoenaed emails, destroyed them, erased them, smashed phones, so emails stored on the phones could not be retrieved. And all of that was based on the criminal intent of, of wanting to avoid the Freedom of Information Act, not allowing government to see what you're doing as Secretary of State. That was not prosecuted. 
And Comey, James Comey, was blunt. No reasonable prosecutor would prosecute when a secretary of state was attempting a criminal act. The premeditation was to commit the criminal act of not being part of the Freedom of Information Act. You were avoiding the Freedom of Information Act by putting the server in there. The espionage violations for her were the fact that she knowingly put a server in her house that top secret classified information would flow through. And that Comey himself said the FBI believes that bad actors were able to get into her computer. And with Biden, we don't know anything yet. Uh, what I saw yesterday is nobody has interviewed Biden or anybody close to him in the special counsel that is looking at, you know, his email situation. And so when you look at this across the board, uh, you can look at it, just compare it to Hillary alone. It's incomplete with Biden because we don't know what it's at. But if you're saying there's two-tier justice system, obviously there is comparing Hillary to what we know about Trump. At, uh, at this point. And the other thing is, Trump is claiming that he declassified everything. Nobody's really ever explained the specific process for doing it. Now, was there a witness? Remember, there was one witness who then, I think, recanted. I can't think of who that was. Oh, that said, yeah, I heard that, that uh, the president did it. And then... He changed his opinion on that. I can't remember who that was at the moment. Oh, it just slips my memory. Uh, And then Trump came out with what I thought was a stupid statement and said, I can declassify just in my own mind. No, you can't. That you can't do. Because that way you could, you know, you have to, you have to in some public way say this information is declassified. And he was trying to say, I can do it in my own mind. And then it's declassified. No, people need to know. If you do it in your own mind, other people don't know that it's still that it's been unclassified. And so there is some kind of process, what that process is, or when, and I probably the courts will decide that. It might go all the way up to the Supreme Court if he is found guilty to say, well, no, when he said it's declassified, it's declassified. The process happens afterwards so other people know it. But if he said it and other people heard it or he wrote it down, then you know it. There's no evidence that he wrote it down, though. And by him stating that, I can do it just in my own mind was an indication that he himself knows he didn't say it. And there's a problem there. And there's a problem. The real problem comes in the fact that they say CNN, the story that they have the, they have uh, him. I don't know whether it's tape or video stating and talking about classified information. And that would give you the impression that he knew it was classified after he was out of office and that would again go against what he had said earlier that uh you know he had declassified it that as i said could be a problem for him but overall it would be a problem for him in a system of a two-tier justice system as compared to hillary and there's no way you can make the argument it's not you can't 866-90-RED-EYE for most of us, an ATM is the cash machine, but in ag trade circles, an ATM is an agricultural trade mission, one of which has just concluded in Japan. 
I heard a lot of real positive feedback from the nearly 40 businesses that were on the Japanese ATM this week. Leader of the mission, Under Secretary of Agriculture for Trade, Alexis Taylor, telling reporters Thursday. We saw, I think, tremendous success in arranging 427 business-to-business meetings. That is a lot of meetings for a trade mission, both on the Tokyo and Osaka leg. Most of those meetings to bring together U.S. farm and food providers with Japanese buyers to acquaint those buyers with U.S. products, build personal relationships. And I think most importantly, uh, generate sales. On that score, Taylor said she and the folks on the mission are optimistic. And really look forward to the success stories that we know are coming. Japan's already the fourth largest buyer of U.S. ag products behind China, Mexico, and Canada. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed. Brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. Bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CP. Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. It's Red Eye Radio. I'm Gary McNamara. Coming up on the bottom of the hour. All right. I had said yesterday, maybe about this time, I said, wow, wouldn't it be interesting if the business executive that uh, Biden was dealing with in the allegation was a Burisma executive? (laughs) We had the person who always thinks that Eric and I have a mole somewhere in the White House who said, see, there's the mole again. No, we, we... don't have them all. I just guessed it, and, and I was happened to be right, happened to get that right. That's what the allegation says. And the consequences are just huge. We'll get to that here in just a couple of moments following the bottom of the hour, the Biden uh, bribe document. Uh, let's hear from uh, the former attorney general. This is on the Trump indictment coming next week from uh, U.S. acting, uh, former uh, U.S. acting attorney general Matt Whitaker under Trump about this whole situation of the Trump indictment. 
Yeah, Harris, good to be with you. It's a really sad day for our country. I mean, if you believe in the rule of law and if you believe in equal justice under the law, this should concern you uh, because, you know, we have what appears to be a completely political prosecution of the former president, the current leader for the Republican nomination. And, you know, it is uh, it was a rush uh, to get him indicted. You know, you look at the other cases, compare this to Hunter Biden's case, Joe Biden's case, Vice President Pence's. And even, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton. And, and, and I just I can't see how the Department of Justice isn't explaining why they're doing this case and none of these other cases that I just mentioned. It's it's really a sad day, Harrison. And I, and I think it's uh, it's the stuff of banana republics, quite frankly. You know what? I, I have to point out what the former president is saying about that garage with the papers strewn all over and, and the lack of classified document security at a current president's home. All of that is true. We have pictures of where the Corvette was parked. Yeah. We know that they found documents to, that weren't even told to the American public, weren't even told to anybody outside the Biden uh, circle for months after they had been first found yeah. uh, at the the Penn Wharton uh, University Penn with his name on it, that, that place at the campus, and then two of his homes. And then it was like an Easter egg hunt. I mean, every place you look, there were more documents. Yeah. The president isn't wrong about complaining about that and saying that this is not fair. No. No. And the other thing that Donald Trump also has on his side is he was president. He could have declassified these documents. That That uh, is going to have to be, I guess, litigated now. Hmm. But also, you know, they were negotiating with the National Archives. They were trying to resolve this situation. And so it's very frustrating, I'm sure, for the president and his team to think that they were resolving this presidential records issue. And all of a sudden, the FBI comes in and raids. And now we have a special counsel appointed by Biden's attorney general, uh, really what appears to be doing political work uh, under the you know, auspices of a special prosecutor. It's, it is, um, you know, it's very concerning. And I, you know, I, I join a lot of Americans um, that kind of have a, a sinking feeling that this may be you know, the best days of the United States may be behind us if this is how our political you know, climate is going to be. 86690 Red Carly, join me today through Saturday, June 10th, for the 41st annual Shell Rotella Super Rigs at Camplex in Gillette, Wyoming. All the details are at RedEyeRadioShow.com. And then Eric returns on Sunday night, Monday morning, and uh, I believe that I can take it easy for the first couple of hours. <laughs> Sunday night, I'll probably come in and go. Hey, Eric, uh, go for it. <laughs> You've been out for three days. Go for it. What's on your What's on your mind with all of this? <laughs> I can sit back and relax. <laughs> really interesting what happened uh, yesterday. You know, you look politically at the situation here for the Republicans and, you know, the it has been since January 2nd, 2017 for me. 
where, you know, Trump had committed treason and it colluded with the Russians. So accusations of Trump wrongdoing, impeachments, Mueller report, all of them end up being bogus, everything along the way. And what we got out yesterday from the Biden bribe document uh, is that this was over. This was about Burisma. The executive was Burisma. This is this is exactly what Trump was looking into and what he got impeached for because he questioned Zelensky. He said, you need, you know, just tell me that you'll investigate what's going on there with uh, with uh, Biden and uh, and his son. And what we're finding out is these allegations already existed. They were there already. The FBI had a file on this as early as 2017. So by the time the impeachment came around in 2019, they knew. The source had already talked to the Burisma uh, official. This source, by the way, and we'll get into more of that here in just a moment, uh, a business a businessman who was paid over $200,000 by the FBI for being an informant in a variety of areas, and the Burisma executive came to him. So he's whoever he is, he's pretty well known and has a lot of contacts. And we'll get into that here in just a, a moment, but I let, let's hear from because it wasn't five million either this bribe. It was 10 million. five million to Hunter, five million to Joe is what the allegation says. Let's hear la, uh, from uh, last night James Comer. Uh, was on uh, Fox News. Well, I can tell you that the FBI has had this since 2017. This particular 1023 that uh, I was able to grant access for my entire committee today, uh, it's dated June 30th of uh, 2020. But what you go back through the document and there are footnotes that reference uh, two prior years. So they were communicating with this paid informant uh, for years. And according to the FBI, this is one of their most highest paid, most respected, most trusted, most effective human informants. So what we learned is what the whistleblowers told Senator Grassley all along. The FBI never investigated this. But we did learn that Attorney General Barr, when he received this this particular 1023 that was uh, up for viewing today for the House Oversight Committee, He passed it along to the U.S. attorney in Delaware who was investigating Hunter Biden. And remember, this this 1023 didn't just implicate Joe Biden. It also implicated his son. So what's interesting to me when I read the document was the fact that this was years before our work on the Oversight Committee brought out the fact that the Biden family were using multiple banks and multiple shell companies to launder money from foreign nationals. No one knew about this back in 2020. This has only become a revelation since our committee has brought it to light in the last few months. So no one knew about these shell companies, but it specifically says by their trusted human informant that uh, the, the pay the, the payor of these bribes bragged that the way Biden wanted the money distributed, it would be through so many banks that it would take investigators 10 years 
to track the money. And I can tell you, Sean, it's taken us a long time to track the money, but we are tracking the money. We're finding money from China. We found money from Romania, and we will find this money from Ukraine. What's uh, uh, interesting here is the the Fox News Digital and their source story that they have because this gets into specifics. And if you haven't heard this yet, you're going to want to hear this because this is like, whoa, I mean, this is this is bombshell stuff. Uh, Biden allegedly was paid five million by an executive of the Ukrainian natural gas company Burisma Holdings, where his son sat on the board. A confidential human source told the FBI during a June 2020 interview, sources familiar told Fox News Digital. The sources briefed Fox News Digital on the contents of the FBI-generated FD-1023 form, alleging a criminal bribery scheme between between then Vice President Joe Biden and a foreign national that involved influence over U.S. policy decisions. Uh... The Burisma executive sought the advice of the confidential source. So it wasn't that the confidential source was doing work for the FBI to investigate Burisma. According to this, the Burisma executive sought the advice of the confidential source, a business professional on gaining U.S. oil rights and getting involved with a U.S. oil company, the sources familiar with the documents said. The Burisma executive was speaking with the confidential source to get advice on the best way to go forward in 2015 and 2016. According to the form, the confidential human source said the Burisma executive discussed Hunter's role on the board. The confidential human source questioned why the Burisma executive executive needed his or her advice in a uh, in acquiring access to the U.S. Uh, oil if he had Hunter Biden on the board. So the confidential human source, I know uh, Representative Luna said it was a he. In this, the sources say he or she. Um, because we had said earlier when she said that, oh, you just narrowed it down by half. Whatever. Uh, it's not exactly half. I have I, I don't have the proportion of females to males in the world right now. Uh, but the Burisma executive, why he needed his or her advice in acquiring access to U.S. oil if he had Hunter on the board. The Burisma executive answered and uh, said, because Hunter is dumb. The Burisma executive explained to the confidential source that Burisma had to pay the Bidens because Ukrainian prosecutor Viktor Shokin was investigating Burisma and explained how difficult it would be to enter the U.S. market in the midst of that investigation. The confidential source further detailed that conversation suggesting that the Burisma executive pay the Bidens 50000 each in order to influence them. The Burisma executive replied, it's not 50000 it's $5 million. Quote, $5 million for one Biden, $5 million for the other Biden. 
the Burisma executive told the confidential human source, according to the source familiar with the document. A source familiar said, according to the document, the $5 million payments appeared to reference a kind of retainer Burisma intended to uh, pay the Bidens to deal with a number of issues, including this investigation by Shokin. Another uh, source referred to the arrangement as a pay-to-play scheme. Sources familiar told Fox News Digital that the confidential human source believes that the $5 million payment to Joe Biden and the $5 million payment to Hunter occurred based on his or her conversations with the Burisma executive. The confidential source said the Burisma executive told him he paid the Bidens in such a manner, quote, through so many different bank accounts that investigators would not be able to unravel this for 10 years. The document makes reference to the big guy, that's a quote, which has been said to be in reference to Joe Biden. The Burisma executive told the confidential source that he didn't pay the big guy directly. Fox News Digital has learned that the confidential human source has been used by the FBI as a regular, reliable source of information since 2010 and has been paid approximately $200,000 by the Bureau. Sources said the Burisma executive appears to be at a very, very high level of the company. One source familiar suggested that the confidential source could be referring to the head of Burisma, but said the name of the Burisma executive had been redacted in the document, which means the FBI knows who everybody is. Biden has acknowledged that when he was vice president, he successfully pressured Ukraine to fire the prosecutor that the Burisma executive wanted gone. At that time, Shokin was investigating Burisma Holdings, and at the time, Hunter had a highly lucrative role on the board, receiving thousands of dollars per month. The then-vice president threatened to withhold $1 billion of critical U.S. aid if Shokin was not fired. Biden said, I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here in, I think it was about six hours. I looked at them and said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor is not fired, you're not going to get the money, Biden recalled uh, telling the then Ukrainian president, uh, Petrenko at that time. Biden uh, uh, recollected the conversation during an event for the Council of Foreign Relations in 2018. This is why, again, this is why Trump was impeached. The whole thing. Well, SOB, he got fired, Biden said, during the event, and they put someone in the place who was solid at the time. So there you go. Unbelievable. Now, this is worrying Democrats right now. This has Democrats panicking right now. It was funny because someone asked Biden a question. What do you, how do you respond to the critics that you sold out your country? He said, show me where the money is. The RNC put together a thing saying with the Republicans standing there. 
And the $10 million that the Bidens got from this, it was like, wow, which we have the bank records of, of all the other things. But uh, this is really, this is fascinating where this is going right now. 866-90-RED-EYE. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. Friday Radio. I'm Gary McNamara. Eric's back Sunday night. It's going to be fun. Uh, here's more from uh, James Comer talking about the uh, FBI and the lack of interest in investigating the Bidens. There's a, this is a pattern of the FBI not investigating anything with respect to, to Biden. Look at what they had with the Steele dossier, which was no credible source compared to what they have with this 1023 uh, on Joe Biden from their most trusted, credible source. And then, Sean, I want you to think about this. Two things. First of all, they wouldn't even admit that this document existed until Senator Grassley and I told Christopher Wray that we had already read the document from the whistleblower. So then, once I got to view the document, it was apparent there were more documents. Then, as early as Monday, when they gave me the briefing for 90 minutes, the FBI tried to say there were no more documents. When we were negotiating last night on postponing this uh, th- th- this motion to hold them in contempt. They finally admitted there are more 1023s on Biden and bribery, and they're going to let me see those now. So we're making progress with, with the FBI. The FBI clearly has treated uh, Joe Biden very differently than they're treating Donald Trump. But thankfully for the American people, the House Oversight Committee is on top of this. Interesting that the FBI and the Department of Justice really no comment And these allegations that, you know, that the FBI is not cooperating and did not even admit this existed, you hear nothing from the Department of Justice. You hear nothing from the FBI. Nothing. That's, I think, the that's an extremely telling situation that those in the Biden administration, nothing is coming from the Department of Justice on this, except crickets. And like I said, Democrats are panicking like crazy over this now that specific details are coming out of the allegation in the Biden bribe document. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. 
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.